You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. Sometimes you find yourself in a situation where there's just many things coming against you. You have a promise. God has given you a promise. You're holding on to that promise. But you just feel like many things are coming against you. In this world, the Bible teaches us there's an enemy that wants to kill, steal, and destroy. So when the enemy comes against you, don't be surprised. Sometimes when we go through difficult times, we ask ourselves, what have I done wrong? You're facing some challenges, some difficulties. You're wrestling more than what you usually wrestle. And you say, What have I done wrong? Is it a family curse? Is it a generational curse? I'm reading from the Passion Translation. John 10.10. A thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. We constantly only think about the bad journey, the difficult times, the times where the enemy has come against us to kill, steal, and destroy. And we focus upon that more than anything else. Why am I going through this? Why has my life been so difficult? Why did I go through that? The thief has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, more than you expect. Life in its fullness until you overflow. God only has one measure, and that is my cup overflows. Amen? God wants to fill you up to a place where it overflows. Do you believe that? Has it ever felt like in believing that on the way to that journey, to obtain that which God has promised you, that there was a little bit of resistance? It it felt like your faith wanted to fail. I've got good news for you. Do you know what the Bible says? Jesus right now is praying for you that your faith will not fail fail. If you heard Jesus on that side of the wall right now praying for you that your faith will not fail, what would your response be towards your challenge, towards your difficulty, towards the battle that you are facing right now? Turn to the person next to you say, your faith cannot fail because Jesus is praying for you. Tell them again, say, your faith cannot fail because Jesus is praying for you. Family, listen to me. Maybe you are sitting here and you're saying, but pastor, you don't understand. I don't have any faith. Well, that is good news that you're not looking at yourself for faith because you cannot manufacture faith. You are not the source of faith and you're not the person that can produce faith. The person that produces faith, that manufactures faith, his name is Jesus Christ. Whenever you feel down, whenever you feel low, whenever you feel the battle gets too much, don't look at yourself, the faith that you have, but look to Jesus, the giver, the source of faith. Faith comes through the word of God. Who's the word? It's Jesus Faith is something you have whether you like it or not. 
Because the Bible says we are saved by grace through faith. Where did you get the faith to get saved if you did not know God? He placed it in your heart even before you accepted him. Faith like a mustard seed enough to remove your mountain of sin. To remove your mountain of mistakes. That faith was placed on the inside of your heart even before you knew God. The Bible calls it a hidden treasure. The glory of God concealed, hidden away within man from the beginning of time. The thing that God values most about you is not how you look outwardly. But what God values most about you is beyond human comprehension. Because in our hearts, we are made to be like God. Whether you like it or not, you are made in the image of God. You are made in the likeness of God. You were designed to think with God, act with God, plan with God, walk with God. You were never designed to be a sinner. You were designed to be a holy vessel of glory to magnify and to worship your Savior. Why is this so important to know? Because many people today live under a guilt and a condemnation where they say, it's impossible for me to please God. I'm a disappointment. I failed God. Family, listen to me. The only thing that pleases God is faith. Faith is the only thing that pleases God. And that faith treasure has been deposited on the inside of you so you have the ability to become a God pleaser, to make God happy. Pastor, you don't know what I did this past week. Everybody makes mistakes. Jesus right now, in whatever battle you are facing, whatever challenge you are going through, He's praying for you that your faith will not fail. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of 2 Chronicles 20. God knows everything about you. He even knows where you stay. He spoke to Ananias and he said, I want you to meet Paul in the street called Straight. Go meet him there. God knows where you stay. If God knows where you stay, it means he's aware of your situation. And whatever situation you are facing right now, God through the Holy Spirit and his word is prepared to help you, to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Your faith will not fail. Turn with me to 2 Chronicles 20, and I'm reading from verse 2. Here Jehoshaphat is facing a serious challenge. Have you faced a serious challenge? Sometimes you hear about things that people are facing, but you look at your own situation, you think it's more serious than anybody else. Here Jehoshaphat finds himself in a situation. 2 Chronicles 20 verse 2. Then some came to told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Hazazon, Tamar, which is in Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared Sometimes people will come and tell you something, bring you a bad report that wants fear to grip your heart. Don't allow fear to grip your heart. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't let fear grip your heart. Doesn't matter what the report is. 
don't let fear grip your heart. They came to Jehoshaphat and they said, there's a battle coming. There's an army coming against you. You in trouble. And the Bible says, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. Family, listen to me. When a situation comes against you and fear wants to grip your heart, let that fear not cause you to be paralyzed and run away from God. But let that fear that grips your heart pull you closer to God and say, Lord, help me. Help me. The Bible says Jehoshaphat in this situation, fear gripped his heart. He was actually complaining when he prayed. He said, God, you've helped so many. Help me. I don't know what to do in this situation. Have you felt like that? Family, listen to me. If you find yourself in a situation where you don't know what to do, don't make as if you know everything. Don't make as if you are in control the whole time. Nobody is in control the whole time. Nobody knows what to do all the time. That's why you need God. If you knew what to do all the time, you would not need God. You would not need faith. And Jehoshaphat finds himself in a situation where fear grips his heart. Listen to me. When fear grips your heart, run to God. Because the nature of fear, fear will paralyze you. Fear is more deceptive than Satan himself. Because you'll think things will happen and those things are never going to happen. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't worry. Jesus is praying for you that your faith will not fail. So in whatever situation you are facing right now where fear wants to grip your heart, run to God. Look towards Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of your faith. Amen? Let me show you quickly something here. Just go to 2 Chronicles again. Go to verse 12. When I read this, it encouraged me so much because sometimes we find ourselves in a situation there are so much uncertainties, even in our country. Joseph had prayed in verse 12 and he said, Oh, our God, will you not judge them, those that are coming against me, the enemy? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Have you found yourself in a situation where a battle is coming against you and you realize I have no power against this battle? I have no power. It's, it's, it's just too big for me. The army that's coming against me is just too much. Jehoshaphat says to the Lord, we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. It's not just that they are too big for us, too strong for us. I don't know what to do. I've considered all the options, all the things that I could possibly do to bring a solution. I don't know what to do. When I read that, my heart was encouraged. Because faith sees the invisible. Faith believes the impossible. And faith receives the incredible. And Jesus said, I'm praying that your faith will not fail. He said, but our eyes are upon you. Family, listen to me. When you don't know what to do, when you are overwhelmed by the armies, the challenges, the battles that's coming against you, 
No, number one, Jesus is praying for you that your faith will not fail. Number two, the book of Hebrews 12 verse 2 says, looking unto Jesus, the author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. Listen what the Passion Translation says, Hebrews 12 verse 2. We look away from the natural realm and we fasten our gaze onto Jesus. He's saying, focus upon Jesus. Look to Jesus. Fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us. Who's the giver of your faith? Not you. In your situation, don't look and think, what have I done wrong? Is this a generational curse? What spirit of limitation is in my life? What have I done wrong? He says, no. Look to Jesus, the author, the finisher, the one who has birthed faith on the inside of you. When you look at your situation and you say, I don't have any faith. Let's say this pulpit here was my problem. If I want to pray, I don't focus upon the pulpit. When I focus upon the pulpit, this will be the thing that's influencing me. Nothing will change. The Bible says even when you want to pray for this thing and you feel like you have no faith to pray for this, if you in your heart think oh, nothing is going to change, the Bible says at that moment, don't look at the situation. Don't look at yourself. Look to Jesus. Look to the cross where the price was paid. The author, the finisher, the perfecter of our faith. Fasten our gaze onto Jesus who birthed faith within us, who leads us forward into faith's perfection. His example is this, because his heart was focused on the joy, focus, of knowing that you would be his, he endured the agony of the cross and conquered its humiliation and now sits exalted at the right hand of the throne of God. So consider carefully how Jesus faced such intense opposition from sinners who opposed their own souls so that you won't become worn down and cave in under life's pressures. If you're focusing on the pressures the whole time, it will become too much. Remember Peter, while walking on the water, he was looking to Jesus. When he took his eyes off Jesus and started looking at the waves, what happened? Started sinking. But as soon as he placed his focus upon Jesus again, doesn't make sense. How can a man walk on water? How can the water hold a man up? The water was not holding Peter up. Jesus was holding the water up. That's why it was safe to walk on it. I don't know how it's going to work, Lord, but I'm going to keep my eyes on you, my focus upon you, and I know you will help me. Even if you find yourself in a place like the father that came to Jesus and he said, my son is demon-possessed. There's a demon in this boy, and it's ruling our home. Jesus said to him, if you only believe, all things are possible if you only believe. What did he say? He said, I believe, help my unbelief. Family, listen to me. Even when you feel like, yes, Lord, I know you want to help John and Mary, and I know you're going to help Ntatim of a king, but I don't know if you're going to help me. Lord, I believe you can do it, 
but I don't believe if you want to do it for me because you know, Lord, what I've done. Family, when you come to Jesus and you acknowledge your position, like Jehoshaphat that said, I don't know what to do. It's too much for me, but I'm going to look to you. As you come as a father in humility and sincerity of heart and you say, my boy is demon-possessed. I believe that you can deliver somebody who has a demon. But I don't know if you want to do it for me. I believe. Help my unbelief. Guess what? When he confessed his position before God in humility and sincerity of heart, his son still got delivered. That's good news. Why? Because Jesus right now is praying for you that your faith will not fail. Look here. Go to 2 Chronicles again. 20 verse 16. The Lord spoke to Jehoshaphat. Prepared the people. He said, tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come. Sometimes we think that your troubles will just disappear in the wind. No. Sometimes those armies will still come against you. The word was tomorrow those armies are coming. A matter of fact, if you go and look at it very carefully, it wasn't one army that was coming against Jehoshaphat. It was three armies. But what he was saying, he was saying, I can face one battle, one army I can handle. But sometimes it's not just one thing coming against you. It's two, three, four things that's coming against you. They're not just coming from the front. One of the armies was coming from behind. He said, tomorrow they will surely come. Verse 17, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Family, you can face whatever you have to face tomorrow because Jesus is praying for you. Say, this is not your battle. You have the victory in Christ Jesus. The good news is Jesus never ran away from any problems. There's a gospel that's being preached that if you're a Christian, you won't face any challenges. You'll face challenges. On your way into the promised land, in the promised land, there's giants. You can go read the whole Old Testament. Moses told them there's going to be giants. There's going to be armies that's going to be stronger than you. But no, the Lord will go with you and he's going to help you and he's going to give you the victory. Said there's going to be giants. These armies are going to be stronger than you. And sometimes it won't be one battle. It will be more than one battle. But God has promised us in whatever you are facing, he'll always make the way out. Go to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I'm sure you know that. We all experience times of testing. Jesus went through a time of testing. Jesus went through a time of tempting. Remember the devil tempted him in the desert? So it doesn't mean how close you are to God, you can still be tempted. It doesn't matter how close you are to God, you will still go through some tests. But God will give you the victory in every one of them. We all experience times of testing, which is normal for every human being. But God will be faithful to you. He will screen and filter the severity, the nature, and timing of every test or trial you face so that you can bear it 
And each test is an opportunity to trust Him more. For along with every trial, God has provided for you a way of escape that will bring you out of it victoriously. Family, listen to me. God will always show you the way out. With Job, God said to him, pray for your friends. So if there's a way out, God will give you the instruction what to do. With Job, he said, pray for your friends. After that difficult time, after that difficult time, Job was placed in a position where he experienced God's goodness. Amen? So you don't have to go through the same test over and over and over again. God will show you what is the way out that you don't have to do that again. Do you like writing your test over and over again? I like passing them, being promoted, and moving on. Amen. Jehoshaphat, God gave him instruction. He said, you're not going to fight. I want you to call the people together, get the worshipers together, and start to worship me in spirit and in truth. And as they worshipped in spirit and in truth, he didn't know what was going to happen. Three armies coming against him. What did the Lord do? The Lord set an ambush against them. And those three armies, instead of fighting Jehoshaphat, started fighting each other, killing each other. And he gave them the victory, and they didn't have to do anything. They just had to worship God. I'm very sure, without a shadow of a doubt, the instruction to go against an army that is stronger than you, coming from three different directions, to just say, just sing, just worship. Must have challenged their faith a little bit. Amen? Or am I the only one thinking that? Lord, are you sure that's all we're going to do? Just sing? These guys are coming with fists, Lord. They're coming with sharp knives. The Lord said, I'm going to fight for you. That won't be the case every time. Amen? Don't, every time, don't say the pastor said, I'm just going to put on my praise and worship. Going to work tomorrow, I'm going to put my earphones in my ear, and I'm just going to worship God for the whole day. No, no, you're going to get yourself fired. Amen? <laughs> get your own instruction from God what you're supposed to do. Amen? Don't say the pastor said, I'm just going to listen to praise and worship at work now. Amen? Your battles there, God will give you a strategy. Will give you a strategy. I'm sure faith was stirred up in his heart, but there were voices of doubt. Is this all we have to do? But they got together, they focused, and God gave them the victory. Amen? James chapter 1, from verse 1 to 4. You can see James saying, count it all joy when you go through various trials. Because you know once you've gone through it, there's a promotion. And if you don't know what to do, ask for wisdom. And God will show you what is the way out. In whatever situation you are facing right now, remember your faith will not fail. Verse 20. So early they rose in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekiah and they went out. Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and your inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe the Lord your God and you shall be established. Family, it's time to believe what God has said to you. Believe the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. As they went out before the army, they were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. 
If he had looked at all the things that he had done wrong, he would not have gone out. But his faith was in God. He said, obey the Lord and you will be established. When a word like today becomes a prophetic message and you take it to heart and you start to live it, you act it, guess what? You will start to prosper. Because when you act faith and you know that God is praying for you that your faith will not fail, you know that God will take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. The Bible says that Jesus cares about you. It says, take your cares and cast it upon him because he cares about you. The battle that you are facing, the situation that is coming against you, give it to God. God will show you the strategy. God will tell you what to do so that you can have the victory in that situation. doesn't matter what is coming against you. You can have this confidence that God is praying for you. He's given us a promise that he will lead you and guide you and show you the way out. Just don't start to doubt. Don't change your confession. When that enemy comes against you, I'm trying to imagine an army, one army stronger than Jehoshaphat. Fear gripped his heart. It means it was very real. Then he heard about another two armies that's coming that's joined forces. He said, Lord, in this whole thing, I'm going to look to you. I'm going to keep my focus upon you to bring the answer, to bring the solution. Don't get to in a place where you think you should know everything. Sometimes you don't know everything. Joseph had said, I don't know what to do. That father with a son, with a demon-possessed boy, said, I believe, help my unbelief. God is praying for you, even in a situation where you feel you cannot believe. God will enlarge your capacity to believe. Whatever situation you are facing right now, it's not there to destroy you. That situation there is to draw you closer to God. When fear grips your heart, don't run from God, run to God. When a battle is coming and raging against you, don't run away. Jesus never ran away from any problem, any challenge. You have this confidence knowing that Jesus right now is praying for you that your faith will not fail. In the difficult times, in the hard times, in the times of battle, that's the time that you demonstrate your faith. It's then it pleases and it magnifies and it glorifies Jesus' name more than anything else. When you say in the hard times, the difficult times, the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. In the difficult times to say, Jesus is Lord. In the difficult times to say, the Lord is good. Because then your confession, your faith confession that you are saying comes from a heart that you know God is going to give you the victory. The battle is not over. God will see you through. He has promised. He said there's an enemy that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. I have come that you can have life in abundance, superior in quality, and super abundant in quantity. He wants to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Job did not go through that trial forever. Amen? If you are going through something, go through it. Don't camp in it. God wants to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Your faith will not fail. See you Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ. Loving God. Loving people.